drop off. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You're at your place for the unfiltered experience with myself, Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach, and I'm joined by my always awesome brother wearing a black T-shirt as well. Little Dangleberry. With little Dangleberry. Dangleberry. What's going on, Mr. Scott? Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, too. It's been a crazy week, man. It's like just boom. We had Labor Day on Monday, and all of a sudden just boom, boom, boom. Here we are Friday night again, ready to rock and roll. How's your week been? pretty good uh it's been a fun you know how those weeks like you know around christmas or around holidays or when somebody has a birthday like you, you like what day is what day yeah it's kind of funny because so we had you know labor day so you had some family time and then we had some friends come in from the wellness retreat we do in costa rica we had a reunion because people were driving through town in fact it was missy and um oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah, the yeah, Tesla yeah, yeah, crew. yeah yeah missy and david came through so they were here we had some other friends come through they just left going to new orleans so it's funny because I shared this out for everybody to check this show out. But for some reason, it seemed like Sunday night. So I was thinking in my head, I'm like, who do I have to coach tonight? I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have anything. And I almost forgot it was Friday. Oh, wow. Because, you know, it's just a whirlwind. Um, but it's been good, man. You know, life, life's good. Like you, um, there were a couple of days between Labor Day and when they came that I had the congestion that I thought I had COVID, but it turned out to be allergies. But man... I was out for like two days and it seems like you're still a little, little feeling that a bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you could hear it in my throat. I did a, a board meeting earlier today and they were like, what's wrong, dude. And I'm like, I just, I just like, I think I just burned myself out. <clears throat> so I'm having a little bit of problem talking, but yeah, I think just congestion, just inflammation. It's been hot as hell here. It's been humid. Um, you know, last week, last weekend we went to, uh, went camping for Labor Day weekend. So ate and drank and had cookies yeah. and candy and booze and all that other stuff, that good stuff that you have, uh, s'mores at midnight with my son, you know, it was just a good time, but just overinflated my body. So I think that's part of it. And I've just been, honestly, I've just been tired. You know, we're always honest with our, with our crew out there in, in land. And so I've just decided this week just to take a break from social media. I took a break from my clubhouse room on Wednesday yeah. and just kind of just reevaluating things. So I'm looking forward to the conversation tonight that we're going to be having with our guest talking about how we can reconnect with ourselves and elevate ourselves a little bit more. So yeah, I'm kind of excited about that, but, uh, we've got, uh, we got Robert, we got Robert in the house. Hey, Welcome buddy. back, Robert. He says, greetings and salutations, Christopher and Scott. Appreciate you being here. He says s'mores. Mm, absolutely. S'mores. Yeah. It was delicious stuff. I'm not, I usually don't eat a lot of sweets. Yeah. So, you know, eating a lot of sweets or chips. My wife got the the box of chips that have all the different kinds like Cheetos and Fritos. And Lays <laughs> and all. So you have the little bag and you're like, oh, I'll have a bag. And they're like, oh, I want to try these and the barbecue ones and then this and then that and then cookies and all of a sudden I'm like, you know, I just came home and I just felt like I literally had a problem getting my watch off of my wrist. Like that's how inflamed I was. And I looked down at my ankles and I was like, I have fucking cankles. Like what the hell? You said that you couldn't see the veins in your feet. I've had stuff what? like that. I mean, dude, between like too much salt intake. So you're just holding water. And honestly, sugar, I mean, that's going to inflame the stomach and it's going to give all that bad bacteria something to eat. I mean, those have an adverse effect on the body. Uh -huh. Sugar, I think, is the worst drug in this country. I can't it argue. Is. Maybe maybe crystal meth sugar. I don't know. <laughs> Close. I've never snorted sugar, but I've snorted crystal meth. There you go. Well, you know, you got to pick one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I think I'm starting to see the veins in my feet again. But uh, yeah, good. I mean, it's just all part and parcel of the process that we go through. I was just talking with a buddy of mine today. 
And he went into the hospital. He's in Australia. He actually went to the hospital. He's asthmatic, but he's been smoking. And you just never know how bad you feel until you get on the other side of things. So he actually went to the hospital. They admitted him. His uh, his oxygen level like was super low. His ability to blow, blow those. You've seen those machines where you have to blow and sure. make the ball go up. Yeah. He could barely get he could barely get it up. Um, but he went into the hospital. He was like, he's just been burning himself out. He's been stressed out and everything else. He's like, Chris, he goes, I feel better than I've felt in three years because he just took a break from everything. And he's just like, man, he goes, I want for you what I feel like right now. And I said, well, I'm getting there. I said, you know, it's got to detox off these opioids and all that other shit and just make the right decisions and get back there. It's, it's all part of the process, all part of the journey. You know, that brings up a, a beautiful point. And, and one of the most amazing things about living in this world of the duality that, you know, you've got one moment of pain and to feel pleasure, you know, you feel one thing to feel the other, you know, a status quo, like, you know, your norm for one person, maybe filled with insane amounts of pain versus another. But if you can take that journey from point A to point B and do the things to make that shift, you are so right. I mean, anytime mm -hmm. I, one of the things I, I literally just said this, I said, you know, I might be a big baby and big whiner when I feel sick, but there's something beautiful about them when I'm not sick. I'm, I'm like, I am so grateful. I love that reinfusion of gratitude mm -hmm. folks not feeling good. It's to me, you and I, you, were, you, you and I were talking yeah. about that. We were, we were talking about the sick side of us is like, yeah. uh, you know, I was telling my buddy right now, he's like, oh, I feel so bad for you. And I said, no, I said a lot of it's my own choices and everything else. I yeah. said, but part of it is to, to go through that process and to get on the other side of it and go, wow, I'm so grateful for this. And, and then, uh, then I'll spend like months and months and months of being super healthy yeah. and go through my little cycles and everything else. So it is all, it, it's all good. It's uh, but that's why we're here. That's why we're vulnerable. And that's why we come and do the show every single week. Got Jacqueline Rose in the house. She goes, hello, Poncho and lefty. Glad to be yeah. here uh reet uh reet minds the two of you oh great minds great minds the two of you thank, thank you for jacqueline you being here for for years you're so let me fucking talk <laughs> so thank you very much i'll probably be Talking doing that all night rated. but uh without any further ado you guys out there in video and radio land uh requested our guest to come back here we had a phenomenal conversation the last time she was here talking about all sorts of deep subjects that i'm not super familiar with but we're looking forward to having her back on the show and without any further ado let's bring miss susan marie on the unfiltered experience what's going on susan hi welcome <laughs> could be better yeah Awesome. How's things for you? Scott and I were just pontificating about our week and how our ebbs and flows have been going with our health and whatnot. How are you doing? I'm I'm in a beautiful state of creation. <laughs> so, uh, you know, having left the difficulties of the physical form. So it was interesting to listen to you guys talking about the struggles of being human. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and we go from a, a feeling of being unwell or whatever we describe that suffering as to not suffering, but we're still suffering in that we're still navigating duality. So we're still trying to find that missing thing that we're on the perpetual search to find. And which brings us into our conversation tonight. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So what, what types of things do you think about when, when people are coming to you and they're having that, that struggle with the duality, maybe they're like me, they're fresh into this type of conversation. What are some things that you point out in their direction to kind of bridge that connection if you, if you will? The first thing I do is I honor where they're at um, because everybody comes to this place with a different path and a different expression. And people that have experienced great suffering, whether it's physical or emotional or even spiritual suffering, um, that's real to them. And they, they live it in every capacity of their humanness. That's duality. You know, the yin and the yang, the good and the bad, the light and the dark, the evil and the great. You're like, it's just, you know, that's what we came in to experience in the human form. And we forget 
what created the human form. And so when you realize that, then you are what the my guides call you are seated in the truth of who you are. And from there, all of the performances in duality become great theater, but it's compassionate towards those who are still in the story because they're asleep in the dream of duality. And when they wake up, they realize it never existed. And that's where you transcend the experience and you live as one in the spirit of that which you are and your world changes. And each person that stays seated in who they are in truth is creating their own paradise, their own experience. And that's where I'm sitting now. <laughs> so, I love nice. it. So Susan, yeah. so quick question. We were talking before we started the show. Um, so I have a kind of a structure how I always kind of think of things because, you know, we hear something that's profound, you know, like, okay, there's this truth, there's this other form and we hear it and we say, okay, I can conceptualize that. And I always think that goes to the heart to get for fertilized then fully gets embodied and we truly get it, whatever that message is. Um, one of the things that, you know, we're always talking about is, okay, great. So in my higher self, my real self, my true self, I've chosen to be here in this dualistic existence and experience and play. Talk about what that, that true self is, because that's a confusing thing for all of us. You know, we're trying to fully conceptualize and embody that. Let's, let's sit there and talk about that for a little bit. And so we can understand where you're seated and how we can take a seat at that table. Yeah, because, you know, the world feels very real. And so it's tangible. It's tactile, it has form and it has density and it has all the experiences of the human condition. So to tell someone that, you know, on their x-ray that shows something wrong with their body doesn't exist in the truth of who they are, it's, it's a leap. It's a leap of faith. It's a leap of, well, what does that mean? Um, I don't understand. Is that like me, like Susan? Is that who's supposed to do this. And so it ends up being an egoic dance where you as Scott or Christopher or myself end up trying to fix Susan or fix Scott in order to experience the freedom that everybody says is possible. So it becomes another creation in duality. And a lot of the spiritual practices are exactly that. So they know that the, what can be achieved, but they don't have the experience of it. So what I like to do with my clients, and I don't know if this will show up or not, but within, underneath this flesh and bone, I call it the meat suit, mm -hmm. is the truth of who you are. And this picture is captured of one of my clients, a young girl, and it captures the inner being, what's called the inner man or your spirit or your true self. Let's see if I can get this to show up. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> yoga, like a headstand with the... Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's what's beside the body that I, I'm going to see. Yeah, move it over to you. They're right there, right there. There, okay. Yeah. Now, can you see that light form that's beside her body? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is your spirit, your essence. Yeah. Your aura. It, it, no, your no. aura is around the body. This is your actual spirit. It's your truth of who you are. And you'll notice that it's translucent and it's shaped oh, like yeah. a body, right? Now, when you are increasing the light in the body, it isn't the physical body that's holding that light. It's the inner being. And then as you hold more light, as you open to receive the truth of who you are, then you become radiant in the physical body. So when I say, when people say the true self or go within, 
surrender to that which is within. You are surrendering to the spirit that is wearing the garment of flesh to have the experience of duality because the being that you are cannot know suffering. So by putting on the garment of flesh, it can have all of the human feelings, experiences of form. And in that, we are, that being inside of us is an aspect of the eternal creator having an experience named as you in form because the creator, that those experiences that are in contradiction to the nature of the true creator cannot have those things in its essence. And this is what is happening globally right now is that all of the things that are not in the nature of the truth of who you are are collapsing yeah. and time time is collapsing because it's an illusion it's a dream of creation in the construct of time now the being that you are within is timeless so as you know that you are that and you stay seated in i am that which is eternal i'm not this flesh and bone then you can surrender and detach from everything that you have experienced in the human condition and the more that you release and accept your truth, what happens is you're measuring an eternal frequency of truth against the illusion of the dream. And when you believe this to be more true than the dream, this dissipates. It just goes. So and that's how, you, that's how you remain seated. So talk to us about that process of surrender, because that's something that I have been openly uh, transparent about, that surrendering and releasing that control or that need, or that desire to figure something out. Talk to us about that, how that surrender process works uh, um, so that we can kind of walk through that process. There's a lot of practices, spiritual practices of doing releases, writing letters, burning them, all these different, you know, shamanic practices. And, and please understand, I'm not condemning any of those practices because they are all part of the dream that aids in people coming into the opening to be able to accept the truth that's underneath it all. So the spirit within is saying, here, this is also true, try this, but they can never receive, reach the fullness of it. So it, it's meant to collapse, it's not meant to bring them to the fullness. It's the letting it go. And I'm, I'm gonna give you a visual, I think that will help. We are the trunk of the tree, we're the life force. The branches are all of the experience we have in the human condition that we have labeled and defined as good or bad, right or wrong. And when it's a spiritual path, we add branches to the branch. But you know, in a branch of a tree, the life force is not the fullness. It's a portion of the life force of the trunk of the tree and the branch can never exceed the height of the tree trunk. So your true power is in the life force. So you're surrendering to the life force. Now what source is doing is trimming the branches of the trees. So these things that we're playing in our human condition will collapse. They won't work anymore. So what happens when everything else is removed that you rely upon that identifies you as Christopher or Scott? What remains underneath all of the identities, including that you are a man, including that you are a healer, a teacher, a guide, uh, a mother, a brother, a sister, all of the labels in humanity that we have given form and how we have decided that form shall interact with form, including our governments and all these other things, we all created it. And it was all created not from the awareness of the power of the truth of who we are. So it's a step down 
portion of life force. So yes, it's still created and we are creators, but you're not creating with the full oomph. So when you are willing to say, I'm not this flesh, now what does this flesh mean? This flesh means that I function in the world and I am, my flesh is my God. So I've got to take care of it. So we become servants of our creations rather than a servant to the creator. Mm. And when you become a servant to the creator, you can begin to surrender how you have known yourself to be. And there's one fail swoop which you can do. And it's simply when I, you acknowledge, when you realize that I'm just this flesh and bone, it is, it is matter that's come together in, together in gravity to give the spirit I am this experience. And I am not that, but it was beautiful and I love it and I learned so much. And now I'm bringing it back to the creator. I'm letting go of the control of my life so that the creator that created me may re-know me in this form and alter me to my true nature. So for me, it was everything that I know myself to be, everything that I have trusted, every person, place or thing I have relied upon for my sense of status, identity, um, my, my survival in the world is not important to me anymore. And I don't know what it looks like to give it up because the mind and ego will instantly go to, well, what's left if I give up that I'm a female, a mother, a healer, whatever, right. what, what, what's left? And there's a terror place that hits. And so you have to push through that terror because any creation in duality is rooted in fear. So you have to cross that fear barrier by knowing that in that which I am, fear cannot be that's an eternal law so if you're experiencing fear you're being human and so my guides will often say to me and it's a process of recognizing your true nature yeah. so when i'm when when we're doing that i call it the teeter-totter effect you're kind of <laughs> in and out and you're and then you realize that this really is true and i feel peace and i feel clear in who i am in truth and living life from that seat rather than running the programs of what i believe to be true and as you do that, you begin to realize the more, the unknown field of the infinite one you are. And as you are seated in that, that which you are opens up those portals and gateways for you to see the depth and the expansiveness of your true nature. It's like um, Yeshua, who's been one of my primary teachers said, give them a taste of the smorgasbord that they hunger for the full meal. So many people that I've worked with have never experienced their own spirit, their own inner man. And so I, I believe that's always the beginning when I'm working with people. Do you know what I mean when I say that you are not this flesh and bone? So the flesh and bone is Einstein's theory of E equals MC squared. God's source energy in motion came to the 12th dimension picked up the soul, the human soul, and descended to this plane of existence, the third dimension, and created matter. So in truth, you're not bound by the form you wear. The spirit is you can be in multiple forms, in multiple dimensions, all at the same time. 
Now, in the human condition, it's a lot for the mind to grasp. And the human <laughs> oh, yeah. mind, the human mind cannot know the eternal mind. You must be seated in who you are in truth to understand these things. And I'm going to pause now in case you have any questions. <laughs> so I have a question, and I'd like to incorporate and lead into um, somebody yeah. else's question, too. So yes. one of the things that um, I teach my clients is I talk about the importance of clearing the conduit to source. And so it sounds similar to what you're saying is clearing the conduit to source to open up that surrender to, you know, true self to, to God, source creator. And one of the ways, of course, to do that is to practice, you know, different ways of surrender, whether it's, you know, different techniques, we can all figure out what those are. But one of the things I was thinking, um, I was listening to one of the uh, questions right here, Ron FK asked, if you surrender to spirit, will you then find your purpose? Because this is something that I talked about in my coaching, and I love this question because it, sink, it sinks right in. You know, a lot of people are like, what's my purpose? What is it? What is it? What is it? Answer that question for Ron. And, and I want to yeah. think about what does it take? Again, let's talk a little lean into that to really clear that conduit to source. What are some of the techniques? And then do we have a byproduct, a natural byproduct of finding that purpose? Yeah, you might not like the answer. <laughs> we don't need to like the those answer. are the best. Those are the best answers. Right? Those are the best. We don't need to like I, it. Yeah. The, the the way that I, I teach is I like to make it user friendly and um, that it's easy peasy. It, we've made it so complicated in the human condition. So, in answer to is it Ron's question? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, the only reason why people seek a purpose is because they don't know who they are in the human condition in duality. And that is a construct of form where we want to feel value in our known self. It's all an egoic condition. And it's beautiful because we have learned many things and we have many experiences through those purposes that we have. When I was asked to let go of my identity as a healer and as a teacher, and I was to no longer lay hands on anyone, I didn't, I didn't know what that meant. And my ego rose up like, well, what do you mean? People need you. They, you know, you're just supposed to be in service to humanity. And those are all constructs that come from form in duality. When you are seated in the truth of who you are, you are seated in the, in the realm where you're hearing the creator and the creator and you are one. That's oneness. And you are open and allowing your body and your spirit to be an instrument or they call me a touch point on this earth, that the creator may expand itself in me as I'm able to hold the frequency of the creator. In our human body, our bodies cannot contain the light of the infinite one. So it, the spirit within can. So when you're trying to fix the body, clear the, the body, the vessel, that's what I call the cat chasing the proverbial tail. <laughs> because it's the ego trying to clean the house. And the fastest way to clean the house is to know that it doesn't exist in truth. Yeah, like and that. that that which you are underneath the flesh, there's nothing to fix, nothing to repair. And every condemnation and judgment and thought about right and wrong, good or bad is only in the personality form and flesh. And you are not that. So there's nothing to forgive, nothing to heal. And when you really know that, that I am that which is perfect and is already seated in the divine, in the council of light, then you're giving permission for that one to re-know its creation in perfection. And this is actually what a miracle is. 
um, is the letting go of your attachment to what the form is telling you is true or the x-ray or the doctor um, and and know that that which I am eternally it can't be there that's a law fear and suffering is not in the truth of who I am therefore I have no need of this suffering and I offer the suffering to that which created this body to re-know the body in perfection in the area of whatever the situation is which is what I did when I was having some lung issues and some chest pain and, you know, do due diligence, go to the doctors. I have my family because we've created things that are in the body, the density that's coming up to be seen. So when something shows up, due diligence and find out what's going on. I have my family doctor trained that when I go to see her, she tells me anything she's discovered in the body this way. It appears as though you have. And in that, with the issue with the lungs and the heart, this was just before um, the COVID lockdowns. Uh, it appears as though you're in congestive heart failure. Now, what would the human mind do instantly? Oh my God, <laughs> oh, I'm dying, yeah. right? Not me. I start laughing because I know that Susan in flesh and bone created it, not knowing the truth of who I am. So I went home, went into stillness and said, it appears as though I have created congestive heart failure. How did I do this not knowing my truth? And what I heard was broken heart. Yeah, that makes sense. Congested heart, broken heart. And the breathing, I cannot breathe. Asthma, pneumonia, bronchitis, all these things that I'd experienced in the physical body. I said, that makes sense. So what is the truth underneath all these things that I believe to be true that manifested the suffering? And I heard, the eternal heart can never be broken and you are the breath of life. So those are the laws that I stand on in the face of what appears to be happening in the body, knowing that I created it because I'm a really powerful creator and I created a whole bunch of shit I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, it's all, but it's all good. And so as I, as I said, thank you, then I asked the spirit within my essence, show me the stories that I believed that my heart was broken, that I may know it in truth. So flash forward all these slideshows of events in my life that, and writing it up until the one where my husband committed suicide. Now in the physical, in the human, ah, it's a really good story. I have every right to be a victim and, and suffer that was a really big tragedy. I don't know if I want to let, let that one go. That did break my heart. And right away, spirit says, is that true? So it's true in the physical. It is not true in the eternal. And you're given a choice point. And I pondered holding on to it in truth because it was a big event in my human life. But I chose in that moment to choose what is eternally true that I am that which has an eternal heart and it cannot be broken. It is unconditional love. So I and, have a big question. Like, and I, I, before I forget, I really want to ask, and I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to say yeah. this. If you have that clear conduit to source and you're connected and seated into truth and you know that, you know, this has been a conscious choice to sit here and take our meat suit and let our spirit underlie and come in and play as a fractal of God creator in this, in this space, why are you here 
and and this this is what I want to like talk through right here because because I played in the same space where I'm like I'll go to that space where I feel I feel oneness I feel connected I'm like oh this is it and I'm always like but I gotta come back and then I try to reframe what am I doing here and I try to come up with a purpose and I get that that's egoic but you know we're we're here right now sharing information with others why are we even doing it if if there's no purpose. That was the purpose of our spirit while we were in duality before the collapse began. So and now so that, the was that was channeled. Okay. So when it comes in like that and, and, and you don't get it, it's gone. So I have to ask them to bring it back. Um, ask the question again. Do you remember? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You guys are a lot of fun. I'm sitting my ear, but keeps going out. Focusing um, on you and listening while I'm yeah. doing this, I think I'm doing the same thing as you. Like I'm, this is why no, you, you were saying. No. You're saying if we're, why are we doing this? Why are we having this conversation if we're not supposed to have our purpose or something like that? Yeah. Well, well that, why and why am I here in the physical body? Okay. Why are you choosing to? Because you had an opportunity to escape. If you have, I, I don't. I don't have to be here. I can leave at any time. Um, and I left by death in '98 and returned. I supernovaed in 2015. I burst into a ball of light took my physical body with me into the infinite plane. And I asked what my children would find if I stayed there. And because I didn't really want to come back to duality. And um, I heard that I had completed the world so I could stay, I was done. And I said, what will my children find if, if I, because I was a ball of light in my chair. And they said that it would look like I self combusted. And in that moment, I didn't want to do that to my children. And so I said, well, I agree to go back, but I want to have fun. And so by coming back, I created what they call a bridge of light because I've already taken my body there. I've done that resurrection or transfiguration into light. So it's like a pathway is created. And so when you talk about clearing, clearing the vessel, you're talking about clearing the body of all of the emotions and the stories we tell ourselves that we are not light. There's no reason to do that. When you know that you are that light, it's simply a leaving, you know, the eye of the needle. We go naked, we go empty, we leave everything that we've known ourselves to be and go through the eye of the needle. All your spirit goes through. And as you go through the other side of it, you have a body that appears because we are meant to right now, and this is why I'm here, be on the earth, but not of it. So I am a touch point, uh, a vessel, an instrument of the divine. And what I'm noticing now um, in my recent trip to BC, as I'm walking down the street, I feel the amplification of the presence of the creator fill me. I feel it radiating magnetically around my body and people are falling to their face around me. What do you mean and by falling not, to their face? They just collapse face down. There was a young girl on a, a electric scooter fat wheel when I was walking downtown Victoria. And as she came towards me, it's like she hit a wall. She stopped dead cold, went airborne six feet and landed on her face and fractured, broke all her teeth. And beside me was a dental hygienist Two minutes later, an officer came around the corner, turned his lights on, and I stayed with her until the ambulance came. And she was sobbing and saying, I just bought it. My parents are going to kill me. I shouldn't have done it. And when, when, I, when I asked about what that was really all about, 
She was about to go down a path that was going to be destructive to her and Source got her attention. Source got her attention through the instrument known as what looks like Susan on the earth. So you were to you were able, you were there to intermediate the 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 path of self-destruction that she was potentially going to be on. Yes, and yet my mind, my physical had no knowledge. I had to ask what occurred. So it is not me doing anything. As I stay seated, the creator moves through us. He's looking for pure vessels, those that are seated, uh, to move through. Not only to be of service to the light that is within every human, because it's source calling itself unto itself now. So we can labor in the human all we want, but it's pointless. May as well go right to the bat phone and call home. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got the bat phone, you never call, and you never pick up and answer the call. So um, and that call is, is that inner guidance. So then your purpose is to be a pure vessel. No, that's all of us. Yeah, that's our, it, well, they don't like to call it a purpose, Scott. That's a very human statement. Um, I am ultimate truth, maybe. Uh, not even that uh, it is. I will that my will as Susan be thy will. It's oneness. So I and the creator are one. And so what the creator inspires in me, walk down that street, turn left. I don't know what is going to occur, but the creator does because the creator knows all things and knows the condition of every person's heart because he's in them, listening to them, <laughs> trying to be perfect. <laughs> and he wants them to be free from the suffering of the mind. And trying to be perfect in the physical body is trying to rewrite the subconscious mind with another program of needing to be perfect. It's still away from the truth of who you are. And so it's the cat chasing the tail. <laughs> I think a lot of us are guilty of that. I want to catch some of these comments. Thank you, Susan. This has yeah. been a beautiful conversation so far already. Um, let's see. Let's, uh, we got, got Wendy in the house. Wendy Keaton says, thank you, Susan. I love your message. I too uh, trust the unfolding XO. Thank you, Wendy, for being here. Ron, we got, we got that one. We got uh, Janelle Jacobs saying, hello, Susan, love you. Um, we got Jacqueline Rose saying, never found out my real purpose in life, just winging it here. Um, and Ron says, Chris Scott, another brilliant show. Susan, uh, Marie, you, you said what I needed to hear tonight. Thank you. Thank you for being here. We got Susan Merrick Whitehurst in the house. What's up, Susan? Thank you for being here. She says, good evening, everyone. And Ron comes back to say, your purpose is clear. You just can't read the signs. LOL. Sometimes that is so true. Um, Jacqueline has a question. She goes, how can you control overthinking and negativity? Great question, Jacqueline Rose. I, I know that a lot of people deal with that as well. It's a beautiful question and I love the questions um, and I can channel answers for anyone here. Um, so to control the overthinking and negativity is first the ego wants to control what it's already decided it wants to talk about, um, which is again, uh, chasing the tail. So it's what is known as double-mindedness. It is double the mind, mind of double-mindedness. Double oh, double-minded, I'm sorry. So being of two minds. So being of the mind of I am human and the mind that I am spirit. And they never, the two shall meet when both are given power. So you must surrender your human thoughts to the divine you are. And ask that your mind be put as one in the divine mind. That is the only way to control the mind, um, to be of one mind. And in that you get clarity you can hear clearly, you get divine knowing, and you're no longer running the race of your human suffering. Because overthinking and negativity, overthinking is often to be perfect and to find purpose. 
negativity is to beat yourself up for not finding it, right? So it's mm -hmm. the, these vicious cycles. And that I understand that in the body, you have the ego and you have the subconscious mind or what they call the reptilian brain. Yeah. The reptilian brain sits on the brain stem and it's, it houses the amygdala and the pineal gland, which are your connections to source. So when you surrender your, your humanity, you're surrendering this mind to be ruled by the divine mind, which is the 90% part of the brain scientists say is junk DNA. Hmm. As soon as you surrender that mind to the divine mind, you've created a bridge within your own form to hear the creator. So when people say they can't hear, it's because they're listening to the mind, tell them how to connect to the creator, but it's just creating another story about it is all. Okay. Hmm. I, I, have a, I have a pause it for you real quick. So you see so many people right now, especially through COVID and post-COVID, the fear, the amygdala is firing, firing, firing. And, and we almost feel like we've just lost connection to source. Is that that we're so close to moving? And I'm just, again, assuming, but do you, th do you think that we're, we're actually moving into that? And that amygdala is holding on with every bit of fear for the last minute. I mean, what do you think it is? Because I, I see so many people sit in that space and won't remove themselves. First and foremost, what do you think is happening collectively? And second, how can you tell the masses to surrender and move into that 90%? So it's what I started teaching years ago. And Janelle was in that group too, back in Stratford. I called it the deep dive. And it was encouraged back then that people develop the relationship with the spirit within, develop that guidance, because the mind will fail them. And Yeshua said to me that it will appear as though there is a form of madness on the earth. Because the amygdala, if you are believing in the way of your life as a human, trying to fix the world, trying to make government officials responsible, wanting someone to pay for your suffering, you are condemning God because God is in them. And in condemning God, you condemn yourself. So then you are inviting fear. You've created separation in your own thoughts. You've left God out of the equation. The amygdala simply surrender the mind of your humanity everything that i have known thought to be true as susan i surrender to the most high that is dwelling within me i'm an aspect of the creator that is the eternal truth it's immovable and unshakable and it is more powerful than you as a human but we give our humanity and our ego and all of the labels that we've learned in spirituality more power than the creator itself and as long as humanity continues to do that, they will suffer. And it will increase because source is done with the dream. So it's a gift for people to have everything stripped and have nothing left, hit the wall. So this young girl that stopped dead in her tracks, Yeshua said to me, it's wall time. It's wall Human time? Humanity is going to hit the wall whatever that wall is in their life that is preventing them from surrendering will occur. But you don't have to hit the wall. You can just give up your expression of humanity and say, I'm willing to know who I am in truth and have that expressed in this form. That is embodiment. And that is how you are resurrected or lifted out of duality. It's the only way. Mm -hmm. None of the rituals of spirituality will get you there.
craziness okay i've got a question for you but i want to capture a couple others people um christopher in the house what's up christopher thank you for joining us um christopher says here so avadita vendetta philosophy did i pronounce that right ava i don't i don't know what that is avadita vendetta potato potato thank you christopher you have to explain that to us i've never never Uh, studied it um robert says your humans are very good at complicating things aren't they yes absolutely got deborah parker fiddler in the house says thank you christopher scott and having susan share hello susan big hugs and love and uh we got uh, nelly in the house what's up nelly um beautiful soul sister and uh we got marlene sanchez in the house she goes i hear your words and think of non-dual kundalini practice do you relate to this well again the kundalini is the firing of the chakras the seat of the soul um, and when you are fully surrendered, your chakras come online in the sense that um, the flow of the divine can flow through the crown and through the body. And the transmutational fires will burn through the physical body. But many people have made that into a belief system. And when you are seated in the truth of who you are, you go from, what is it, seven or eight chakras we have? I've forgotten now. Seven. Um, you go from seven to over 36 when you're seated. And that's not the end of it because we have chakras that extend the body in this direction and behind us, above us and below us. And they create the Merkaba, which yeah. is the divine light vehicle, which is also what our orbs mm-hmm. um, that carry our spirit interdimensionally. So uh, I would encourage you, Marlene, to let go of some of the labels of, of um, what we've experienced in the human condition as spiritual people. Mm-hmm. Because so- Source said to me, do you know that I am not spiritual? I am spirit and you are that. So it, we have made a lot of these things as our gods and as our perfect way to connect with source. These are rituals and they help us in our human state to find peace, but most of them don't last. So we're in perpetual efforting to keep us in that connection. When you know who you are, and you accept that no matter what and no turning back, there is no break in that connection. You are it. So if you understand that the human soul creates the body, the human soul and the eternal soul of that which you are is the true twin flame union. That which created you wants itself reunited with itself. That's embodiment, the two becoming one. When the two become one, you become one in source, and then the energies of source come fully into you as you are able to receive them. And that is determined by spirit, not by us. Mm. So it's good to be good, good, good to be. Good to be connected in that way. Thank you, Marlene, for that. Just want to remind you guys, uh, please ask your questions. Of course, this is an opportunity, a great opportunity to pick Susan's brain. We got Lee Height in the house. He says, you touched a bit on mental and spiritual causes for physical conditions. Would you speak more on that? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lee. Thank you. Beautiful question, Lee. Thank you. So our thoughts create. And remember that the spirit within you is listening to everything you're thinking. And out of your mouth, you speak these things into your own existence or into another. It's called blessing or cursing yourself or another. And the ego and the the subconscious mind doesn't determine whether you would enjoy it or not enjoy it. It simply writes the program and the ego seeks to fulfill the program you have agreed to be true. So 
uh, when you know that that's just, again, the human trying to find uh, meaning in the human existence, and you are not that, then all of that dissipates. And so the mental and spiritual causes, when we have lived as spirit, unaware or unconscious in the world, sleepwalking, we've created all of this, all of this that we don't like in our human condition before it can re, uh, repair itself, if you want to use that word, we each must admit that we participated in creating it and not hold each other responsible for it. Because the same that is in me is in you. And when I realized that, it's like I created all of this, I asked that the creator redeem it, bring it into perfection. And I'm a really powerful creator. Thank you for this awareness that I created all of these experiences and that I am not held in judgment for these experiences. It is only man that judges. And when you pass, when you die, and you come before the infinite one, you see everything in your life, all of it flashes before you. You have understanding, not just of your own experience, but how every action, every thought, every look impacts every single person on the face of the earth. And after it, afterwards, you are asked, how do you feel about this and you can clearly see where in your human expression you missed the mark but it's not condemnation it's not judgment it's just realization because none of the feelings of the lower world are there so, so you've said something that i think is is a lot of what you said is extremely powerful and i'm looking at some of the things that the world is uh, allowing to hold them back from seating in that, that space of truth. Yep. So, you know, religion, spirituality, different practices. I mean, somebody has a Kundalini practice where they've been going, let's just say somebody's a Christian and then they start looking into yoga and they have this beautiful Kundalini practice and they, they just go, Oh my God, I feel it. There's an addictive nature to that egoically. They want to stay with that. Yes what because this is this this is the thing when somebody has an experience or somebody you know prays to jesus oh, and yeah. then they see a miracle now that's it and then they forget how can we what do you tell these people who say no i've tasted it because you said something early on that was interesting you said come to stop tasting it come to me and experience the whole thing how can we get somebody to walk into the whole thing and stop saying i know all because i've tasted it because i've tasted a bunch but I'm still very well aware. I don't know all of it, but I've I've got some samplings, and so I don't want to be misguided and go to those samplings and say that's pure truth. I want to move into the smorgasbord of truth. How do well, I? You do can that? you can play in the samplings, um, and you're not condemned for it. But you will find that it won't satisfy you. That's my point. You'll still, and I agree. You'll 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 still be hungry, right? Mm -hmm. And so the full meal deal is in allowing the spirit as you to live through you. So how do so, I like not hold on to the attachment of the addiction to those rituals or those moments? How do I move I, back into surrender? Surrender. Give up all the way that you think you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Give up everything. I think I know it all because we we find something and it feels like it's the right thing, but deep down we know we're still not there, but we're giving the illusion to everybody that this is it. And so we all join this illusion. We get into that branch and then I'm going to create a branch off this branch that ties into this branch. And But we're still not there. We have to practice it in order to experience it. That's the difference. So when you're willing to give up 
and th this is the way I did it with the creator. I know that I know all that I need to know in the moment that I need to know it. And then it's gone. I hold, I, I hold not onto knowledge. The knowledge that I'm speaking now is being channeled, if you want to call it that, through me. I'm hearing and repeating. But Susan doesn't identify with any of it. And this is why when I speak it, it's gone. Because I'm not experiencing the human state of being anymore. The ego would love to hold on to it, market it, package it, you know, sell it, and tell everybody, this is what you do, pay me $1,600 and you're going to be there. And they'd pay the $1,600 and they're still not there. They're still on the path of seeking and they'll try magic mushrooms or ayahuasca or all these other things to have the experience. And these are, these are what I call beautiful bridges of opening up the mind to accept more. I like that. Right. And so I don't condemn them and I don't say they're wrong because even I and uh, each of us came in to do this. But at some point, we must put away the childish things and be seated in the power of the truth of who we are, which is what we're being called to now. It's, it's, it's time on the earth for us to be who we are. And so what does that mean for you in the human condition? Stop denying it. When I stopped denying that I am that, and when I stopped hiding it, covering it, moving into the humanity because I didn't want to know the things that I know. I don't want to know because when you're in oneness, you know everything about everyone. You can see what's unfolding because it's all created and the creator knows what's been created in the construct of time. So I can see it at this level between you and me. I can see it as an overarching over your life and I can see it as an overarching over uh, the country and over the world and over the planet. Because when you, you can see how the creation that we created in fear and not knowing who we are um, has a structure to it. The structure is collapsing. Yeah, and people are awakening up and and and, uh, and having these expo these moments and these experiences. That's something that I'm experiencing as well for myself. Marlene has another great question. She says, Divine, define belief system, please. Thank belief you, system is anything that you are convinced is the way in as it relates to a practice. There is only one way, and that is through the spirit you are. That's your bat phone. That's your connection to everything is by your spirit. And your spirit is not your human mind. Your spirit can influence the human mind when you're willing to let go of everything you believe to be true. So you're willing to surrender what you have believed. And a lot of people, the ego won't let them do that. And, you know, I used to say years ago, you know, I, I tell people this and then I'm picking teeth out of my behind because <laughs> the ego doesn't want to let go of identity. Identity with structure, identity with name, identity with labels, with belief systems. And so Source says to me, will you be no name brand? Be as nothing. But the way is always true. And the way is taught in all belief systems. But we get caught in a process to find the way when the way is I am that I am. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I have that. to laugh at that because, because Susan, the way you said that, and one of my most beautiful moments, um, somebody who's been a coach to me and I've been in service with her in a lot of ways. I had a moment where she literally just looked me in the eyes and she said, I am that I am. And she said, say it back to me. I said it. And then an hour passed by and she said, we've been sitting here for an hour just being, and I swore that I couldn't, it was my first one, my first real, like no drugs, no nothing. Just I'm like, here I am. And I'm like, holy, I'm like, what did I just take? And she goes, she just kind of gave me one of these. And I'm like, damn. So when you just said I, that, I went right back to there. It's a, yeah. It's a and nice I have moment. to laugh because I, yeah. I'm sure many, many that are maybe close to my age would remember um, the cartoon Popeye. Oh yeah. I am yeah. that I am. And he, after oh, he drank I am what I am. I'm a pilot series man. <laughs> Like so he drank he drank the food of truth and he became that powerful being on earth right so we've had lots of visual examples of this we've had yeah. lots of teachers that have tried to show us and yeshua was was one who came in divine perfection and he went against the teachers of the day the levitical and pharisaical teachers and he mm -hmm. condemned them for holding people hostage to the lie of their humanity and religious structures. <laughs> so I have a question for you before, I mean, we've already been going for 53 minutes. Uh, thank you guys all for being here. Thank you guys all for your questions. So for Susan and, and, and for knowing what you know, and obviously having to deal with the real world on a regular basis, how do you prepare yourself before you go out there and deal with everybody else? Cause I can only imagine being seated in your position of, of knowing and being connected and everything else, and then having to go out in the world and face customer service people and, and, and friends and family members and customers and all that other stuff. How do you prepare yourself for that, for that endeavor? There's nothing to prepare because that which I am sees that which is within the other, that which is within sees me. The mind and ego might not understand it, but the connection's already been made. And the spirit within them recognizes the divine I am and lifts its creation. So people can heal, wake up, restore just by me walking past them or by looking in their eyes because the eyes are the window to the soul. So there's nothing for me to do. There's nothing to prepare. Just go where I feel I am to go and be available to whatever source wants to do through me. I don't plan. I just stay in whatever the creator is doing through me always. And there's funny times that happen with that too. There's you, you, you'll be vastly entertained. And the one time I went up to a coffee counter and people that know me have heard the story before, but for those who haven't, I'll, I'll tell it. I went up to a coffee counter to get a coffee and this young man came to the counter and he standing there like this and he's like staring at me and he went and got the coffee came back and was holding on to the coffee and staring at me and he blurted out i married <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> and i'm thinking like did i say something inappropriate it was like flirting like did, am i showing too much and and he goes i am married he said it again i said i'm very happy that you are and then he walked and i left there and i went what was that all about and I, I heard all this laughter because you hear the laughter of the infinite realm. They, they find that we're quite hilarious. And, and I, said, I said, what happened? And they said, he felt the unconditional love as you. And he interpreted in a physical way based on his ego. He felt attraction and love for you. So he needed to announce he was married for himself. It was nothing that you did because most humans don't know what unconditional love feels like. Mm -hmm. 
And we've defined love in a human state. And it is not that. Other times I can be in the presence of someone who is so filled with ego uh, that they can't be in my presence. It's like magnets repelling. The light of the creator is photon magnetic light. So I don't have to worry about people that are offensive to me anymore. They, they can't come near me. So you don't find yourself ever frustrated? Very seldom. I, I'm, I find I giggle a lot because I'm watching the theater of humanity that they don't know that they're in. And I remember being in it. So I have compassion and I see the humor and I used to do that. Right? I remember doing that. And I, 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 I look in their eyes and, and communicate spirit to spirit so that their spirit can receive the message. I see you. That's awesome. And then you watch the face of the human meat suit <laughs> looking confused, you know? And so I've had many incredible experiences like that that have entertained me greatly. And others where I've come, uh, when Source wants me to, come before those who are so filled with rage, so filled with what we would call darkness or evil, um, that I can see everything that's operating through them, that they have come into an agreement with, that's interfering with their lives, and they don't know it. I like it. Susan Marie, ladies and gentlemen, where can people connect with you and continue the conversation with you, perhaps work with you? Where are some of the places that I've got a few of the links up here? Yeah, uh, uh, the links, of course, uh, for private sessions. And you will find um, that I'm probably one of the most affordable <laughs> assisting lights um, because I don't feel it's necessary. And I've talked with Christopher about this before. I'm to remain accessible to all. Uh, and not be so priced out of range that they can't have the opportunity to receive. And until the time comes where that is no longer required, and I know that that will come. Um, and I also do Zoom groups. And on my Facebook page, you'll find the writings and postings of these things. So you can come into an understanding. And it's the same message written many different ways. So you can, the mind can grasp it. And when the mind grasps it, then you're willing to let it go. So it's, it's easy to surrender when you can understand it. And I do Zoom groups. I'm starting one on the 12th, actually. I run them for four weeks at a time. This particular Zoom group is offered on Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because I was told by Spirit that in the coming days with what's coming, that they're going, people will need the supports to learn to know how to stay seated, that they can be navigated through them in their own experience. And so people can come to one day or the other or both as they need. And those who register get the recordings for every session nice. that they can listen to afterwards. And um, I typically um, intentionally wanted them to be an hour, but they often go an hour and a half, sometimes two. The other thing in these groups is I believe that I am not your guru. So each of you are equal as I am, each receiving different gifts and abilities. And so my my support is to encourage you to have the confidence to express them in a safe environment that you can receive understanding and perhaps me a little tweaking um, because you'll be in the state of oneness with all others that have been in these groups for over two years now and, and understand what it means to be seated. So it's a beautiful foundation to uh, come to know your essence and what's possible now. 
Susan Marie, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. thank you so much for being here on the Unfiltered Experience. Some awesome, awesome questions. I learned a lot. I'm continuing always to expand my mm -hmm. mind. So thank you. We'll definitely have you back here on the show again. You're, you're a fan favorite. So you. we'll definitely make you a regular and uh, appreciate you. We're going to stick you backstage for a second. Mm -hmm. Have some green M&M's. So Scott and I are going to finish out the show, but don't thank go anywhere. You. We love and thank appreciate you. you. There we have it, Mr. Scott. Another amazing conversation of enlightenment, empowerment, connection, surrender. I kept hearing the word surrender over and over so many different times. So what are your takeaways from this conversation this evening? Yeah, no, I mean, I think anything like this where, you know, sometimes you're like, so wait, you're saying that I could heal myself just based on my, you know, understanding of true self and just say that this isn't what I really intended. On I mean, some of those things, and I'm trying to say them so they sound far-fetched too, because when you hear that, you're like, I just can't. And so what I would suggest to people just based on the way I've learned is allow the seed to be planted here. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, it doesn't make total sense. You're like, I don't know if it's true. The universe shows up in fun ways to say, okay, you don't get it yet. And eventually we fertilize, come in here and be embodied. So, you know, the big thing is if you felt there's something there that you wanted to be seated and you wanted to be in this space where you understand your truth, then let this be a start. You know, I noticed that Nellie said, absolutely not. I'm not going to do that. And she said, I am Nellie. Nellie, I get it. You know, I mean, everything that I've done in this lifetime, listen to me, I've said, I've done, I've done, I do, has been attached to an identity that Scott Goyette did this and he got this scholarship and he did this and he runs Go Love Now and he's on this podcast. But what if all that was being fueled for some deeper truth and I could just not worry about this and have that conduit to source cleared that I could just be a conduit to be in service as a fractal of source for everybody else. And so just think about it. Like you, this doesn't need to be something that you take in this moment and say, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to take all of this and go do this. Let a seed be planted. Your truth is your truth, regardless of your input. That's a reality. Your truth is your truth, regardless of your input. You are what you are. So if you want to recall it today, tomorrow, the next day, and me included, and fully appreciate that and get to that seat. Time's crumbling down anyway, so we're all going to be good. <laughs> I'll leave it that easy. I love yeah, that. I love that, Scott. I, I think I think what you said right there is, is point on, and that's exactly the way I took it, is allow those seeds to be planted and allow those seeds to germinate. I think that's something that I'm experiencing right now. So it definitely, for me, is like just having that perspective shift of, of what can I surrender? What, what do I no longer need to allow? Um, and how can I shift from that egoic state to being more connected and having that that deeper sense of connection to be able to hear um, that connection source? And so I think for me, that's exactly what I've taken taken from it and looking forward to more conversations with her most definitely. And we appreciate you guys all being here. It was a beautiful conversation. Lots of great questions, lots of great interactions. You guys are all amazing. And speaking of this, Mr. This gentleman right here, it says, I am that which thou art. Thou art that which I am. Yeah, Mr. Lee brother. Height is going to be our guest here next week. Next week. Oh, no, on he the isn't. Under, on the Unfiltered Experience. <laughs> Lee Height is going to be here. So we're going to be having some more conversations about like spirituality it. and connection and source and how we can elevate ourselves in our minds. So please put it on your calendar to be back here next Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Pacific can't talk today pacific standard time and as always go check us out at the unfiltered experience.com www.theunfilteredexperience.com go there and join our facebook group family and community we appreciate you guys for being here let us know what topics and what subjects you would like for us to have on the show if you're digging stuff like this let us know let us know exactly what you want and we're here to serve scott and i are here every single week bringing this to you and we just love um and appreciate you guys and we'll definitely go back and engage with all these questions and uh 
Uh, we got Nellie saying, Hey Lee, I'll be there. Um, we got, um, Brenda in the house saying Susan's private sessions and groups are life changing. Thank you for that. Um, which where's Janelle? They, they keep switching. Um, amazing. Thank you much, so much, uh, Chris and Scott. That's from Janelle. Appreciate you that. And, uh, Lee says here, we are all conduits to source. It's a matter of degree of which is expressed. And Wendy, uh, Keaton says here, oneness is where true peace resides. I agree with that. I would definitely want to see more of that going on in the world today. And uh, we just love and appreciate you guys. So go out there and have a beautiful weekend. Go there, get connected, um, take some notes from this conversation and just keep them in front of you and just remind yourself, am I acting as one? Am I seeing people as part of God and source and everything else? And let's all be a part of the solution and make this world a more beautiful place for who we are and what we do every single day and every single moment that we're here. So love you guys. Go out there and be brilliant. We'll see you here next week on The Unfiltered Experience.